Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Jank Think Tank. Today we're doing a uh, small spoiler video. My camera is really blurry for some reason. It decided to just, yep, there it goes, to go out of focus. No reason. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but today we're going- are, are you sure it's because your camera is like, oh my gosh, he's back. I'm back. Oh God. <laughs> No, if if you had jumped in, then yeah, it would probably would have, would have been like, oh, oh god, it's kind of doing it right now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, now today we are doing a small spoiler video for um, uh, Modern Horizons Two: Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for this set. It's oh my god! So when it first started being spoiled, and first uh, we first got word of it, you know, coming out of the set, I was like, ah, eh, Modern Horizons Two, cool another set i want more stuff like strixhaven because honestly yeah. i think strixhaven des deserved a second set mm -hmm. but personal opinion and then as things started getting spoiled and my friend kept like updating me on the cards i kept getting more and more excited one, mean, one card in particular swayed my whole opinion like i was i was kind of kind of like uh the return to return to ravnica mm -hmm. uh set i was like uh you know it's it's another set and then one card just completely swayed my whole opinion and got me on board the hype train and oh i'm so i'm i am pretty excited for it pretty yeah excited. i uh one of the cards we won't talk about that that i'm really excited for that's getting a reprint is cabal coffers yes one that's so yes. needed a reprint and one one of the cards i'm going to mention today is a reprint that's going to bring kind of an impact to modern playstyles and yeah. make something actually a uh, playstyle that is modern legal that hasn't been good, mm -hmm. actually good. So yeah. I'm yeah. There's a few things I want to do like honorable mentions, and so it's it's going to be. How fun. about we say the honorable fun. mentions? I mean, I mentioned one till uh, last. We'll we'll say that to the end. Yeah. But so I thought it'd be fun to have visuals because that's part of the spoiler season. Exactly. Exactly. So spoilers, man. They're they're the, fun. The 10 cards that we're going to talk about, I took your picks, my picks, and we jumbled them together. <laughs> it's a wonderful... Blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> are, are you ready Are you ready for this? Because it's pretty awesome. I'm just going to click it. Yeah, just, let's just Boom. get through. That is the card that swayed my opinion. That is the card that swayed my opinion for this entire Modern Horizon set. Because I built Calamax, otherwise known as Lightning Butt. Mm -hmm. and then this card was released i was like thunderbutt his long lost brother <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so excited thrusted tempest roar it's it's uh, uh i can't really see the cmc so the 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 mana value because that that's the new terminology the mana value is 10 green green so a total of 12 is that what they change it's not converted mana cost it's just it is now value. mana value yeah okay they did well, that for newer players to under to be able to okay understand it yeah but yeah i didn't i didn't realize they changed that mm -hmm. okay uh but thrust the tempest roar is 10 green green so almost no it is the same as uh, uh galta yep the galta the elder dinosaur uh for legendary creature dinosaur it is a uh it's a wonderful card <laughs> I love the first off the artwork on it is spectacular. I have been a long Thunderbutt. <laughs> Thunderbutt. I have been a long fan of dinosaurs. When I was little, I wanted to be a paleontologist when I grew up. I constantly read dinosaur books, memorized their names, all this kind of stuff. 
Yeah. And so any dinosaur set, like Ixalan was massive for me because it was all oh, dinosaurs. And this just helps feed that fire. This spell costs three less to cast for each other spell you've cast this turn. So you cast a bunch of cantrips, a bunch of other creature spells. It just says spells, not non-creature, just spells. Mm-hmm. Costs three less to cast for each other spell you cast this turn. Trample and haste. And then it has trample over planeswalkers. That's huge. That, that is, is huge. That is really cool. So if you to quickly explain this, if you play something like a let's say the Wanderer, or if an opponent plays the Wanderer, it comes in low uh, loyalty value. I believe the Wanderer comes in at three. It's yeah. either three or four, and you swing at the Wanderer with Thrasta. For some reason, they haven't used the Wanderer's ability to exile Thrasta. <laughs> but you get that swing in, and it does damage to Wanderer. It then does that additional damage to the player, to the owner of said Planeswalker. Or the proper terminology, to the face. To the face, yes. And so that is really cool little tweak that they've done with trample because normally if something with trample hit a planeswalker it's it that's it so that's that's i i really love that yeah and then i I really hope that's something that they continue on moving forward because that will that will change how you play a planeswalker that i don't think it's something that i think they'll make very common but definitely with uh, larger, specifically legendary creatures, I think that's something that they can definitely keep with. Yeah. It keeps that rare uh, ability. Because mm-hmm. trample, anything can have trample. Yeah. But this specifically says trample over planeswalkers, which is something that I think would be, shouldn't be readily available to everything. No, no, de- definitely not. But it is something I would definitely say should be continued on definitely in the future and then thrust the tempest roar has hex proof as long as they enter the battlefield this turn so you play him as soon as you play him you can swing in with him he he does does have haste he is fueled by lightning and rage (laughs) and just gonna trample over every teferi every yoko i love it everyone and this goes perfectly with his brother, Calamax. Mm-hmm. Calamax copies spells. So, Ooh. so the way I run Calamax is to put an to put an example out. Uh, I was playing with my friend the other day, and the only thing I had out was Calamax, mm-hmm. and I was I was steadily losing the game because uh, I could only get four mana on the battlefield. Like, I think it was turn 12, and I only had four lands. It was bad. Uh, But I was able to continuously play my cantrips, my smaller spells that I put into Mm -hmm. the deck. Uh, I put a paradise, I I was able to have a paradise mantle at the very least, and I put that onto Calamax so that way I could keep him tapped and Mm -hmm. do combos and stuff with just four mana, which is pretty cool. Um, But it eventually got to the point where I only had one card in hand. He Crossing and gripped my paradise mantle so i couldn't keep him tapped and he was a uh at the time he was a six six i i hadn't put that many plus and plus encounters on him and then he blinked him at one point 
so he was a six, six. And so he had three creatures on the battlefield. He was at 40 life. I was at 16 and I swung in. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to you know, swing in, swung in. He goes, you know what? I'll let it happen. Uh, no blockers. And okay. Uh, and I had a card that doubled the power of target creature <laughs> until the turn. And so I cast it. Calamax, since he was tapped, copied the spell, instant 21 commander damage. And he, <laughs> he was like, why did I do this? <laughs> I had the game. Yeah. And so and so those that, are, that's how commander goes. It is. And so that's kind of how I play Calamax, just a lot of combo spells. And if I can get that off, Thrustic can easily cost me two mana for a trample and haste, 7-7. Seven, yeah. seven. Easily. Easily. Now... Galta, 12 mana for 12-12, or 10-10, with Trample. But Thrasta has a lot more going on. Yeah. Does cost 12, but for each spell you cast, if you even if you cast one creature spell, it's already immediate, immediately comes 9 mana instead of 12 mana. Yeah. And then if you cast like a Brainstorm. And there's, this is something else that I also really love about the card, is that you can do Mono Green Storm. Because we have seen Storm on green uh, magic cards before. And I believe there were a couple that actually reprinted in Modern Horizons. Let me yeah. let me see if I can pull up the page because I was fairly confident. I, yeah. Chatterstorm. Create a 1-1 one, one green squirrel creature token. It's one in the green. Storm. <laughs> uh, we, that's the one thing about this set that Honestly, we'll be in my honorable mentions, but we have Squirrel Tribal coming Oh, out my God. Yes. And uh, I have a friend on TikTok. Uh, his name is Psycho Mutt. Anybody watching, go check out his content. He has he does a lot of lore videos, really cool stuff. Uh, he actually was asked, like, hey, can we do Squirrel Tribal recent, recently with Modern Horizons 2? And he does a video on it. And so check him out. He's pretty cool. Uh, there's also Rebound. Uh, three and a green Terramore, for example. Search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield. If you cast this spell from your hand, exile it as it resolves. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you may cast this card from exile without paying its mana cost. If you can line things up, you can rebound on your turn, which immediately already makes your commander cost less. Mm -hmm. And if you do run it as a... Or not commander, sorry. I shouldn't have said commander, but it makes thrust to cost less. But yeah. if you do have him as your commander, if you want to do mono green uh, storm and you have to cast him a couple times, you can always get his CMC back down. Yeah. His, mount, his mana value. Mana value. Yeah. 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 It, it'll allow you to kind of offset commander damage. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, commander tax. And so this wonderful card, and like I said, this swayed my whole opinion on Modern Horizon set. Mm -hmm. So, and that's all I have to say about the card. Yeah, no, I I could have said it better myself. What I'm excited for is the next one. Esper Sentinel. Yes. This yeah. is like the white version of Rhystic Study. The interesting thing, though, is if you get this out, so Esper Sentinel just costs one plants, just one. Mm -hmm. Whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, draw a card unless that player pays X, where X is Esper Sentinel's power. White definitely needs card draw. I think this is, you know, Magic's way of being able to 
provide more card draw um, without breaking what white does. Definitely. Um, the thing that I, I like about it is um, if you play it early on, you're going to be able to get some card draw. Um, the bigger the bigger thing will be in the late game. If you right. put more plus one plus one counters on on this and build up its power, that's when it becomes an issue for other players. So, exactly. Definitely spreading, a cool idea. You start spreading plus one plus one counters on them. You could have like, hey, instead of paying the one, you're going to pay the five. You're going to pay yeah. the five. You're going to pay the six. It it can get up there. Yeah, and and if you give it, you know, hex proof, um, then you could just protect it that much more. So I, I I see this being used in a lot of mono white decks. Exactly, so. and what it's a good card. It's yeah. a good card, especially even not talking in like EDH. You know, you and I are mostly commander players. This is yeah. a mo- this is a modern legal set. So this card in modern is going to be pretty good. You know, you have multiples of these out. Turn yeah. one Esper Sentinel. Turn turn two Esper Sentinel. They only it only costs one white, one mana. Yeah. So, so you have the you essentially have the chance at some point to draw four cards each turn. Each turn from your opponent. So or each each whenever yeah. Each turn because it's whenever they cast their first non-creature spell. Yeah. So it does say first. It doesn't say whenever they cast a non-creature spell. Yeah. But the nice thing is that also works if uh if if you're playing a, a modern deck, but you're playing in a multiplayer format. If Timmy plays Brainstorm on somebody else's turn, you get it on that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you can really kind of manipulate the table uh, to your advantage to really get that card draw is going to be nice. It is. So, yeah, Esper Sentinel, solid card. Uh, But moving along, your next pick. My next pick. (laughs) Yes. So, (laughs) so, so far we've discussed your cards, which have been small one ones. And mm-hmm. you know, one man mine have all been large CMC. Y- yours so have far. been the big, the big guys. The, <laughs> I the can't reason help why you, I man. well, the reason why I went the smaller ones is I wanted some that I kind of would figure are going to be on the lower yeah. side, lower cost as far as the secondary market goes, um, but also provide more utility. Right, and. It's, but come on, this is an elder you, dragon. You can't help it. It's an elder dragon. It may be a lot, lot going on, but it deserves it. Piru the Volatile. Two and double Mardu. So two red, red, white, white, black, black. For a legendary creature, elder dragon. It has flying and lifelink. Take note that lifelink. It's very important. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice Piru the Volatile unless you pay Mardu. So red, white, black. When Piru dies, it deals seven damage to each non-legendary creature. Now, notice how it says it deals seven damage. That triggers that lifelink. So, if you have Piru the Volatile on the battlefield, you pay, played him last turn, and then someone and he goes, you know what, Avenger of Zendikar, and they get okay. a bunch. Let's let's say they have, you know, Avenger of Zendikar costs what seven. So mm-hmm. they automatically have seven lands at the very least, unless they 
ramped out with artifacts, which is weird. But uh, they have seven tokens and then a 5-5 five five for seven mana. You're up, keep, you're like, yeah, sure, I won't pay. Peer of the Volatile gets sacrificed, it dies. Just, yeah, exactly. And then seven damage to each non-legendary creature. Seven damage to seven tokens. That's 49 life you are gaining at the very least. Just just from that person. Yeah. Not not contributing the rest of the board and what anybody else has. Because it specifically says when Piru dies, it deals seven damage to each mm -hmm. non-legendary creature. Imagine if you have Aetherflux Reservoir. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, for uh, those of you who don't know, Aetherflux Reservoir is an artifact that uh, each. Oh, let me just pull it up. Each, I I know yeah. what it does. Um, each time you cast a spell this turn, it essentially gains yeah, so, one life plus another life plus another life. Yep, and then you pay fifty life. Aetherflux Reservoir deals fifty damage to any target, so it becomes a giant cannon. Yeah, uh, this will absolutely <laughs> murder token decks. Oh, and I I plan on pull, putting this into Extus Aristocrats. Mm, yep. And so my plan is to you know have my board with stuff. Yeah, it might board wipe me, but now that you've mentioned Aetherflux Reservoir, I might have to put that in the deck. So let let let's um. <laughs> make a fun little build here so ha have piru as your uh, in, in the 99 mm -hmm. so you have aether flux reservoir have felidar retreat which says whenever you play a land you can either put one one counters on all of your creatures or create a two two cat beast creature token so you have a bunch of of token creatures right Mm -hmm. Put one one counters on them, and then you have the Ozolith. When all those creatures die, you move all those counters over to the Ozolith. Okay, you play Piru, boom. Move all those counters onto Piru. Mm -hmm. Now he becomes a very very big flying with lifelink threat. Plus any non plus one plus one counters that you may have, such as haste. Mm hmm. So you could you could honestly one shot someone with Piru, or if you have them as your as your commander. You, um, this would definitely require a lot of graveyard recursion. So have like Phyrexian Reclamation, um, right. reanimate. Uh, there's a few that were uh, reprinted now in Modern Horizons too. Uh, mm -hmm. reanimation one, of, one of which I believe I will bring up. Okay. Yep. So, um, is it? No, it's not. That's not it. Um, I gotta check our list just cards. to make sure I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, young necromancer. Ah, yes. When young necromancer enters the battlefield, you may exile two cards from your graveyard. When you do, return target creature card from your graveyard to your battlefield. Mm-hmm. And I've I've got the list pulled up, so <laughs> that way I don't like miss awesome. say anything. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, this 
this card is just gnarly. And mm -hmm. the the thing that I, I like about it is it has the up the upkeep trigger, which is very similar to the original Elder Dragons, which is where EDH or Elder Dragon Highlander was originated from. So. Exactly. And so that that is really cool. And yeah. anybody check go check out the original Elder Dragons, Nicol Bolas, uh, uh, Arcades, mind's blanking on the rest of them. I know there's the Esper one, but yeah. I, my mind's blanking on the rest of them. Uh, but they all have that sacrifice at the beginning of your upkeep if yeah. you don't pay this. Well, and, and I'm willing to bet that Wizards will actually do what they can to complete the cycle of Elder Dragons. And that I would be Peru, really cool. I think Peru is the, the start of completing that. So He's a very good start. Yeah, she, she's a very good start. We don't know the gender, so we they just are a very good start. <laughs> they are. Yes. All right. Next card. You ready for this one? Oh boy. Greed. Yes. A card that I have been so excited that's being that's being reprinted. I mean, not that black needs any more card draw. Not at all. Not but at all. you put this in an Orzov deck. White oh. is notorious for getting a lot of life gain, if you haven't noticed. Um, and so to be able to tap a black, pay two life, draw a card. You could you could even couple it with a, a sanguine bond. Whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. Mm -hmm. So you're never actually losing life. You're essentially paying two life to have an opponent draw you a card. Yeah. You're making an opponent lose two life to draw you a card. Yeah. But you see, you said Orzov. So my first my first thoughts was that one, Esper Sentinel. Mm -hmm. uh, two, my first thought didn't go to Orzov or Esper or any color combinations. My mind went to mono, my mono black Kirik deck or Crick deck, however you want to say it. Because Villas, the Blood Broker, is in the deck. Okay. Villas the blood broker says that whenever you, uh, hold on, I, I'll just I'll just look up the. So while, while you're pulling that up, I also have a different combo for you. That is a guaranteed card draw. Okay, yeah, Villas broker of blood is specifically the card name. Okay, uh, flying, pay a black, pay two life. Target creature gets neg one neg one until end of turn. And whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. So with greed on the battlefield, you pay a black, pay two life. So you already triggered Villas. You lose those two life. You draw those two cards, and then you draw a card from greed. Okay. And then you I have. I, I see your combo, but I'll raise it with mine. Okay. So we've got Honden of Cleansing Fire. Sanctum of Fruitful Harvest. And then, if you really want to be nasty, throw in Font of Agonies in there. So, Honan of Cleansing Fire, at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain, I think it's two life for every shrine. Uh, I, want to, me, I want to say that's right. Uh, give me a second here. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain two life for each shrine you control. Yes. And then you have uh, the Sanctum. Oh, so the, you'd have to have uh, green in this as well. Um, but there's a reason why. 
So the Sanctum of Fruitful Harvest at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, add X mana of any one color where X is the number of shrines you control. So you have two shrines. You gain four life off of the Honden of Cleansing Fire. You gain two mana of any one color, we'll say black, from the Sanctum of Fruitful Harvest. And then to be me um then you have the font of agonies which um font of agonies whenever you pay life put that many blood counters on font of agonies pay one into black remove four blood counters from font of agonies destroy destroy target creature mm. so not only are you getting two card draw two two cards that you can draw off of the two shrines combo but then you're also paying into Font of Agonies to then have a repeatable target removal. Right. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. It's it's jank. It is very jank. Well, jank, but speaking of jank, damn. Damn it. <laughs> Look, I, I included this one because of the name. The, the name is hilarious. The name. Just damn. You play this. For you know, just its regular cost, and it's just black damn, damn. damn. <laughs> it's really funny to me. Also, it's a throwback to damnation. Mm -hmm. Damnation is destroy all creatures that can't be regenerated. Damn says destroy target creature. A creature destroyed this way can't be regenerated. So it's like a small damnation. Unless you pay the overload cost, then it becomes a goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Also, that was also from someone's TikTok. I had to steal it. It was too good not to. Oh, that that is. Oh, now I, <laughs> I, I I need that card in every every deck. every deck <laughs> that I can. <laughs> to to uh, explain a little bit more, uh, overload cost is uh, an alternative casting cost. Basically, you pay an extra two generic and two white, so it becomes from two CMC or two mana value to six mana value. And if you cast a Forge Overload cost, you replace all instances of target with each. So it no longer says destroy target. No, the, the, the overload cost would be four. Because you're oh, paying, that, you, you're you're right. paying I'm, the two. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. I'm so you of, pay uh, the... What, what am I... Like a kicker. Yeah, kicker. I'm thinking of kicker yeah. cost. So oh. overload, you're, you're tapping two for the black black. So you add white white. It's it's a four drop board wipe mm -hmm. that says destroy each creature and yep. not target creature. So it instantly becomes a board wipe for so it's early game value, late game super value. Yeah. So which is funny because damnation is two black black. Mm -hmm. So I, I like the. I, I like the way that instead of printing, reprinting Damnation, which they previously just did. They did, didn't they? I don't remember time what. Spiral. That's the right. Mustard. They did. Um, th this is a nice way to have an alternative version of that. Um, and it introduces some new yeah. art, which is really cool. So in Damnation, it shows a giant black sun with everything being destroyed around it. And this, it's showing the sun 
kind of like just regular, but it's being eclipsed. So yeah. it's, 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 it has white in it and they've kept that in the artwork, which is a cool little detail that I yeah. enjoy. You know, pre-orders for that, for Dam right now, just for the, the regular version, you're looking at about $18 on, um, on Card Kingdom, which is still less than what Damnation is. Damnation's still over twenty bucks. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. So if you if you guys if anybody pulls this, pretty solid pull. Oh yes, really solid pull. Yeah. Uh, I I mean if you pull it, the only proper thing to say is, hot damn, hot damn. <laughs> well, look at look there. Oh, I I was so happy you put that on the list. That that it, one made me smile. Yes, definitely. And it was if I didn't, it was definitely going to be an honorable mention. Oh, yes. Because like I said, we we think a lot about EDH, but this mm. in modern, the set that this is designed for, this is also going to be a really solid card in modern. It's a damn good card. It's a damn good card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. What we got? Titania Protector of argos yes so this was also my next pick wasn't it yes yes it was also my next pick uh so when i mentioned uh earlier about a certain playstyle becoming actually prevalent in modern this is the card i was speaking about because lands matter now gets super good because of this card hmm. uh titania uh, protector of argos is three green green for a legendary creature elemental when Titania, Protector of Argoth, enters the battlefield, return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And whenever Fetch a lands. and whenever you land whenever a land you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, create a five three green elemental creature token. As you said, fetch lands. You know, any any land that says sacrifice, search your deck for a land put onto the battlefield. So whenever you sacrifice one of those lands, you get a five three green elemental creature token. And then you get a land on top of that. Mm -hmm. And then you can stack that with other abilities, like a, a landfall trigger. I don't remember if modern landfall is still a thing. I knew it was uh, back when it was first released. but uh, Kind of is. But this, yeah. I think this will make modern lands matter actually a good playstyle deck. Yeah. Because you can run multiples of her. You have two of her on the battlefield. You sacrifice one fetch land. You get two five threes. You wouldn't be able to have two because of the legendary rule. You you're right. You're right. I mean, but but if you were to put her in a deck with Crucible of Worlds, then then she becomes even more powerful and uh, you could always do something like do something weird like mirror gallery but unfortunately modern is definitely a lot more competitive yeah. than what i i'm used to playing yeah so um she, she would actually go expensive. she would go very well in a moldroth of the grave type deck yeah i could see it if my my friend that i always talk about my other friend play that i play with his name is josh also named good, name. good name, solid name, solid name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he plays Titania as his commander, and whenever, ah. whenever he plays that deck, I hate it. 
I straight up don't have a good time. <laughs> See that that's when something like Graph Digger's Cage comes in handy. Uh Kuneros just he plays play plays some serious graveyard hate. He plays one uh land that kills me every time. It's called Glacial Chasm. Cumulative upkeep, two life. Oh yes. Wing. Glacial Chasm comes into play, sacrifice a land. If you cannot, or you cannot attack, all damage dealt to you is reduced to zero. So he doesn't even have to pay that cumulative upkeep. Every upkeep, he just sacrifices it, and then gets a 5-3 elemental, and then plays it again. And just all damage done to him is dealt is now zero. Strip mine it. Just well, even if even if you strip mine it, he had he recurs it <coughs> from his graveyard. Nah, that's true. And so, unless you straight up exile a land, which I would totally be okay doing. Which there's not many ways to exile a land. Now you could run things such as uh, uh, um, the moon card, the one from Eldridge Moon. Oh one, yeah. And then basically it says it's an enchantment, enchant target creature, planeswalker, or land. Uh, whatever you enchant becomes a land with uh, tap for generic and loses all other abilities. Mm, yeah. And so that's that's the only way that I can see of getting rid of that. Because, like I said, there's not many ways to exile lands. <coughs> Um, I mean, D Spark. Oh, wait, no, that's cost four or greater. Never mind, scratch yeah. that. Um, Scour from Existence would do it. There are, there um, are a few ways. I'm not saying there's no ways to do it. It's just yeah. they're really hard to come by. Mm. Anyway, that's, that's, that's what I had to say about the card. I When I saw her, my mind went to like, oh, this is modern playable. How can this affect the modern play? Play stat, like yeah. play style, and format. So, I don't know. I'll have to think about ways to to deal with glacial chasm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, Titania, solid, solid card. So, what do we have next? Oh, we've got Fey offering. So, Fey offering is an enchantment for two and a green. At the beginning of each end step, each end step. So not just yours, but everybody on the table. Um, if you've cast both a creature spell and a non-creature spell this turn, create a clue token, a food token, and a treasure token. Mana, mana, mana. Mana, mm-hmm. life, mana. Pretty much. Wait, card draw, mana, life. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the tre- treasure token gives you that one mana of any color. Food token, uh, you pay to, to gain, or you pay. Uh, I I got it reversed. Pay three, gain two life. Yep. And then clue is you pay two, attack it, and draw a card. Yes. So I mean, this this just provides more more options. Not that green needed anymore, <laughs> but a lot of versatility and. If anything, at least on your turn, you're going to, in most cases, play both. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have something like Medalcon Ori out or just abilities to be able to play spells that 
at instant speed, you're going to get some value out of this. Definitely. And it's an uncommon. So I, I see this being a, a sleeper card yep. from the set. It's not popper legal. Nope, definitely not popper legal. Not popper legal, but still, it is modern legal. Modern <laughs> and legal. What we're and talking. Exactly. <laughs> All right, next one. What we got? What we got? Necrogoyf. Yes. So this is the last card on my list, I believe. Or unless I had a... Uh... Nope, that's it. That this was... is nope. the last one. So... As we all know, or as most of us know, uh, there's a certain card that has uh, basically been the bane of most modern decks called uh, Termagoyf. Termagoyf, here, I'll pull it up so that way I don't misspeak. Uh, all I know is that... I'm going to go crawl in a corner because I've got some bad memories. I'll be right back. <laughs> Termagoyf is a, uh, it's a card. From Future Sight, it's part of the reasons uh, why I I didn't really buy much of that set because you know reasons money money money. Uh, but basically, Termagoyf is a one and a green for a uh, Lurgoyf creature. I'm gonna go back and hide. <laughs> Termagoyf's power is equal to the number of card types among cards in all graveyards. And its toughness is equal to that number plus one. So it's a two mana for whatever you have in all graveyards. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of situations. So let's say you're on turn four. You've cast one spell or one instant of sorcery. It's in the graveyard. You pay Termogoyf the next turn. It is now a one two, and then because it says power is equal to the number of card types among cards in all graveyards, and its toughness is equal to that number plus one. So if you only have one thing in your graveyard, it's a one two. Yeah. If other people have cast something, it's let's say there are three things in the graveyard amongst every player. So like a instant, a sorcery, and an enchantment in the graveyard. It is now a 3-4 or 4-5, but it continuously stacks, but it's for two mana. Mm -hmm. And in Modern, which is a faster playstyle than Commander, that can mean a lot. You know, That can mean the difference in winning the game and losing the game mm -hmm. is the speed on which you play. And the fact that you can have multiples of them is pretty good. Now, the fact that... Well, and Tarmogoyf is not even a legendary creature. Exactly. So it's, and then Necrogoyf says power is equal to the number of creature cards in all graveyards. So someone board wipes, someone starts removing creatures from the battlefield. You, someone is playing a sacrificing style deck where they sack a bunch of stuff and then goes to the graveyard. Its power is equal to how many creature cards are in all graveyards. Then at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player discards a card. It has a madness cost of one black black. So it immediately goes from paying five mana from for whatever how let's say you have three three creature cards in the graveyards between everybody. It goes from paying five mana for three four to 
paying three mana for a three four if you can discard them or if someone makes you discard them. I think I don't think it'll be as good as Termagoyf, but I definitely think Necrogoyf is going to be a uh, staple. Yeah. In modern, this will definitely go into my my Anya Falconrath deck, the, mm. the madness precon. Yeah. Um, it will also work in a Cathral deck. Yep. So, uh, it would work in self mill. So. Anything, anything that you can do to make you discard a card to lessen that CMC. Uh, I was thinking about possibly putting it into once again Extus, where mm, yep, you know I'm wanting to play it Aristocrats, and so I'm going to be sacrificing a lot of stuff, putting stuff into my graveyard. Play Necrogoyf, and it's yeah. a ten four. Oh, could you imagine this in a Shadowborn Apostle deck? All right, so look. I might have to ask you to calm down on the on the cringe factor, okay? <laughs> have you met me? You right. <laughs> I mean, ooh, this right. might this you might right. not a salt deck. Mm. Uh, no, that wouldn't work because Turgrid takes everything out of the graveyard, so that takes permanence, so that would not work. Yeah. But that's how magic goes. No, I, I was super excited to to see this one. And like I said, my mind went to modern and it's not, not commander on this one because this is a modern, it's modern horizons. So Sorry, I only think Commander. No, I, <laughs> I'm not judging you too hard for it. <laughs> oh, thanks, jerk. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I, I'm... I'm a perfect uh, little angel. But speaking of some modern... <laughs> ignoble Hierarch. John <laughs> is going to make an impact with this one. Yes. And not only just Jund, Jund infects. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am yes, that type of player. Look, I, all I'm going to say is Craig Blanchett should be super happy this card is being printed. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him post anything about it on Twitter yet, but... And even even Lady Danger, she she's a she's a, a Golgari fan, so mm -hmm. she she should be excited about this. But that I understand where you're going with the infect. That exalted trigger is pretty cool. Well, not only the exalted, but this is a mana dork that will just help fix your mana curve. Mm -hmm. So Storm, I mean, one green, yeah, just green, red, black. I mean. And it only costs one. It does. Black to play Tainted Strike. It does. It does, in fact, only cost one to play Tainted Strike. You know, I, 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 let's see. I love Tainted Strike. There's there's a reason there's a reason why I run it in uh Corvold. Mm -hmm. Because why not? <laughs> you know Do it, I have to? No. It would help with, with Phyreses in enchantment one and a black. Enchanted creature as infect, mm -hmm. you know, shocker coming from me. Uh, triumph for the hordes, another it, infect staple. Two green, green, 
until end of turn. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample and infect until end of turn. So, so when when I saw this card, yeah, of course, its name is Ignoble Hierarch. Mm-hmm. I immediately thought of its opposite, Noble Hierarch. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they just, you know, counter each other is hilarious to me. So, mm-hmm. Noble Hierarch is also one green uh, for something that hasn't exalted, but she taps for Bant. So, green, white, or blue, which is not really opposite of Jund, but close to it. And if you read Ignoble Hierarch's uh, flavor text there, he says, he protects the feeded bog from light, life, and the hideous sounds of laughter. <laughs> Noble Hierarch, her flavor text, she protects the sacred groves from blight, drought, and the un- unbeholden. Mm-hmm. So she's <laughs> like, Yes, everything's pure. I will protect it with my life from off. And he's like, get out of my bog. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was super excited to see this. Again, my mind went straight to infect mm-hmm. um, because. Mana. Mana. Infect. Yeah. And I've wanted to put, to build a deck that includes, I, I know there's a couple of red creatures that have infect. There's not that many. Fallen Faramancer. Yep. So, I mean, just to be able to build another modern Infect deck, I have one that's Simic. So, that if it runs the way it's supposed to, turn two, you're dead. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm not going to say, I'm not, look, I'm not going to say. You have to respect it. I'm not going to say I'm mad. I'm just going to say I understand. I, I can't be mad because I am still I'm still in the process of it, but I'm building Hapatra Infect. Mm. So and Infect, whenever it deals damage to creatures, it deals that much damage in Negwon Negwon encounters. Kind of like with Wither. Yeah. But Wither doesn't do the poison counters. Infect does. Whenever you deal damage to a player, it deals that many poison counters instead of damage. And you only need 10. And you only need 10 to lose the game. And in a format like Commander, where you have 40 life, compared to Modern, where you have 20, it can be pretty impactful in mm-hmm. Commander. And so playing Hapatra Infect, like I said, I'm still I'm still in the process. I'm I have a horrible condition where I build like 10 decks at a time. And I can never focus on just one. (laughs) So don't don't feel bad. I have 30 commander decks. I've got five that I still need to finish. And the reason why they're not finished, because something else came out. And I was just like, oh, you know, total like squirrel. Yep. You know, that 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 kind of moment. So it's kind of like with Calamax, you know, Modern Horizons started releasing. I'm like, let's get, let's get Calamax ready. Start taking it apart, taking, putting stuff in it. You know. Yeah. But yeah, Ignoble Hierarch. Fantastic card. The last one. Void Mirror. So an artifact for two. Two generic. Whenever a player casts a spell, if no colored mana was spent to cast it, Counter that spell. 
This will stop every freaking Kozilek deck I have ever played. Suck it. There first off, I, don't I, I said my uh, piece. First off, Nat, I'll pass. Second off, I run Kozilek. <laughs> I, I built Kozilek not too long ago. And so this hurts. <laughs> this hurts. This any, is one of those artifacts I will make copies of. Any Eldrazi, like not uh, not Ravnican, not second Ravnican, uh, Battle for Zendikar, mm. Eldrazi, the one where they had the Devoid, but you still pay good yeah. mana for it. Uh, but like Ulamog, Kozilek, Emrakul, uh, Desolation Twins, uh, Bane of Balaged, Desolation Twins, all of them are instantly countered. And so you, this is on the battlefield. Someone's not paying attention. They go to pay 10 mana for this huge spell, and it's like, nah. Especially if you could flash this out while it's on the stack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I, I am a horrible human being. And since this is modern, this is modern legal, it shuts down modern affinity mm -hmm. artifacts. And that's that's a big that was the one modern deck that I built was modern yeah. affinity. And this completely just it's done. Because you especially especially Cheerios, where you're paying zero mana for all this stuff. Yeah. You can't do that anymore because it's instantly countered. Which honestly, I think I feel this card was needed because I've played so many modern affinity decks that just combo off. And it's like, I hate your deck. Yeah. It's it's like they turn By the way, check, off. check out that channel too. It's fantastic. I yeah. hate your deck. Uh, it's it's kind of like you, you go against a modern affinity or Cheerios deck. And if you don't start, you're like my ass scoop because they usually go off turn one. Yeah. And proceed yeah. to win. This also shuts down any free casting stuff. Mm -hmm. Any stuff that says you can cast a spell without paying its converted mana cost. Also it'll instantly. Shut, yeah, it'll shut down storm decks. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Lavinia the 10th or anything that uh, Karn, what, the new Karn, the one that says you can exile stuff, then play it from exile without paying its mana cost. Yeah. You can't do it. So... You 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 know how I picked all the big stuff that seemed powerful, and you picked mm -hmm. utility stuff. This is the scariest card that we've picked, in my opinion, because it it ends so much, so much. It'll shut down all the swords, all the mana rocks. Oh God! Oh, you wanted to play that turn five soul ring? No. Uh, look, no. I know you're behind on mana, but you can't ramp out with artifacts. Nah. Yeah, no, no. Oh, you want to play the Sword of Feast and Famine? Now, no. now you can. You can tap a green to pay for your Soul Ring. Because True. Because you are paying colored mana. But you can't... But the color... Yeah, you can't use Mana Rocks to... To continue to ramp out. Now... So there is though. there is a way around how to cast your stuff. You what if you're using, like, Commander's Fear and Arcane Signet? Because that so, generates mana of, an, of, of any color. Of any so, color of your commander's so you identity. Have, so if you have, uh, if you're 
once again, the soul ring. If you tap commander sphere to play a soul ring, just pe- just say you're paying a red for it. Yeah. That way you are signifying that it is colored. So I think the the beauty of, of this card is it's also going to force players to be more specific with their words because I, I feel a lot of players have gotten lazy in that they'll say, oh, I'll tap this for mana. This, 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 and cast this under the presumption that, you know, oh, Commander's Fear, I'm tapping for red or, you know, tapping for green. We just kind of assume that mm-hmm. it's going in, into the particular cost. I think with this on the battlefield, now you have to be specific in what you're tapping for what and in modern where you know it's competitive people go to competitions for this and they catch someone slacking judge yeah and if the judge finds it reasonable they can declare someone invalid or uh uh, (laughs) you're an invalid no yeah invalid Uh, (laughs) but basically um they can say oh you didn't say this mana when you were casting the spell, so therefore this spell can't be cast. Oh, well, that turns off my deck. Well, I guess you lose. Yeah, that's the maker. It's the difference between winning or losing. Exactly. So So it's like I said, it's a good card. It shuts down a lot, but there are ways around it. You just have to be, like you said, very specific with what you say. Yep. Which, honestly, I think the game needs to get back to. Mm -hmm. Because I know know from... From my, I, I, I play casual, casual yeah. commander, uh, where I'll tap things out and I'm like, oh, uh, I meant to actually do this. You mind if I retap it? Yeah, sure. And you retap your mana for so that way you have your colored mana up that you need. Yeah. And so with this, if someone has this on the battlefield and you mistap and they're like, uh, no, because you wouldn't have had colored mana to do this. Whereas if I let you retap it, you would in order to catch a spell. So it's it modern, it's really good, competitive or EDH is really good overall. Yeah. 10 out of 10 good card. Oh yes. 8 yes. out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> Actually no, I take that back. 3 out of 10 would recommend. Don't don't play this. If you want friends, don't play this. <laughs> he just sits there silently. That's the second mechanic that <laughs> uh, between this and infect. Man, I'm just losing friends left and right. What are friends? This is serious uh, magic. You think this is a game? This isn't a game. Are you not I'll entertained? See. And excuse me for drinking monster, you know, we're not we're not, you know, branded or sponsored. That's okay. But if Monster would like to sponsor this show, let us know. Let us know. Let us Leave know. a comment down below. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure so, to hit that bell and like and subscribe. And all exactly. That stuff. All right, so a couple honorable mentions. I mentioned one, Cabal Coffers, getting a much-needed much, much needed reprint. Um, it's a fantastic land. If you're playing Mono Black, you need to be running this. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple that, I'd, um, that I kind of wanted to talk about for a second. Okay. Uh, first one is Braids. So if, you ever, if anybody goes and checks out the Game Night video where I played on, a, well, on Game Nights, uh, Jimmy played a braid, so mono blue braids deck, where he was able to play stuff 
during his upkeep for free, or everybody was able to put like a land, a creature, or an enchantment or mm -hmm. artifact, not enchantment, sorry, onto the battlefield for free during their upkeep. And so it was kind of like a group hug deck, and he ended up getting like omniscience out, which we were like, oh no. But the they they changed braids and they reprinted her, not reprinted, but they printed a new version of her in Modern Horizons 2. And her name is now Braids Cabal Minion. She's a legendary creature, human minion. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices an artifact, creature, or land. So it flipped. Well, so Bra Braids Cabal Minion was originally printed in Odyssey. Oh, I didn't realize she... So this is a reprint. It's not this, just a new card. Yes, this is a reprint, oh, and it is banned yeah, is in cool. Commander. I did not realize that. Mm -hmm. That is cool. That's a good reprint, but yeah, banned in Commander. Dang, that's funny. See, I'm not I'm not overall familiar with the ban list as much as I you know should be. I just know uh, like Paradox Engine is banned in Commander. Yeah, so the like Paradox Engine is banned. Uh, Prophet of Crufix is banned, which I, I wish it yep. wasn't. Everybody um, wishes it wasn't, but there's a reason why it's banned. <laughs> you can get you can get a pseudo Prophet of Crufix with you know a couple combo pieces. But yeah. you, have, you have to work for it. Yeah, so Braid's Cabal Minion is on there. I mean, it's up there with Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn, Grizzlebrand, um, Iona, Shield of Emeria. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize she was a reprint. That is mm -hmm. that is cool. Uh, I thought I thought they had just like changed her and put her into this modern set, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But Either way, powerful card. I love it. The next one that I was going to talk about was another one that I loved was Wonder. Wonder is a uh, three and a blue incarnation flying, and as long as Wonder is in your graveyard and you control an island, creatures you control have flying. Yep, also a reprint. I did know that one was a, was a reprint. Yeah, because, that, uh, that came out at the same time as Anger. Mm -hmm. I, I have one copy in... Uh, Sadisi Brood Tyrant, where I have like 40 zombies on the battlefield and then wander in the graveyard. Hi, they're all they're, these are flying zombies. <laughs> yeah, can, no. you imagine, can you imagine playing an Is It deck and you have Anger and Wonder in the graveyard? I have Anger in Ruikthar. I, 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 Ruikthar has Anger in him. <laughs> and no, enchantment, bad smash, <laughs> bad smash. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, the uh, what was it? The other uh, there's a couple other ones. Oh, I I know I know which one. Chatterfang Squirrel General. Yes, yes. So this is for two and a green, a legendary creature, a squirrel warrior, a three three squirrel warrior with forest walk. So forest mm -hmm. walk. If any of your opponents have a control a forest, then that squirrel chatterfang is unblockable. So the ability though, if one or more tokens would be created under your control, those tokens or um, if one or more tokens would be create words would be created under your control, those tokens plus that many one one green squirrel creature tokens are created instead. Yep. So you make a whole wow. boatload of squirrels, then you can pay a black, 
Sacrifice X Squirrels target creature gets plus X minus X till end of turn. Uh, this will do wonders against uh, creatures with indestructible. Um, but let's just be honest. Um, there is only one way to kill Kozilek, and it is with squirrels. And oh. now we have a way to do that in a commander deck. I will be building a Chatterfang Squirrel General deck. I will be. This is a fact. It, Without a doubt. With doubling season, with parallel lives. All of it. It's oh. happening. It is happening. Uh, there's going to be some crazy squirrels up in this business. Yep. So, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to go too much into it, but uh, Sword of Hearth and Home. We finally have a Selesnia sword, which is pretty cool. You know, we've had uh, other colors with green. Now we have Selesnia. I'm still waiting on the gruel one. Still waiting on the green and red. Yep. <laughs> but we're hopefully they're starting to release more color combinations of swords. I think the next one that they may be doing is a Demir one. Yeah. So that that will kind of you know continue that cycle. And then Cauldra complete, which. Mm. The Cauldra sets, uh, anybody who's been playing Magic for a while, there's been like the Cauldra helmet, the sword, and just all sorts of equipment with Cauldra as the name. And this one is Cauldra Complete, Living Weapon, Indestructible. Equipped creature gets plus five, plus five, and has first strike, trample, indestructible, haste, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a creature, exile that creature. So I think that's a really cool little... little, little that little, is cool. A little lore, a little yeah. lore. Uh, so the, the the last card that I want to mention to wrap this all up, Garth One-Eye. So this legendary human wizard costs Wooburg, so white, blue, black, red, and green. Mm -hmm. Tap, choose a card name that hasn't been chosen yet from among Disenchant, Brain Geyser, Terror, Shivan Dragon, Regrowth and Black Lotus. It's the only way I'll ever be able to have a Black Lotus. Guys. Create a <laughs> copy of the card with the chosen name. You may cast the copy. Mm -hmm. This is Wizard's way of getting around the reserve list. Yep. And I absolutely love it. I think it is probably the coolest workaround to that. I, I anticipate seeing proxies of Black Lotus. I mean, I've got. Yes. Wait, where's my? Where, yeah, where's you my... you make you make proxies and really cool artworks all the time. Boom. Yep. There it so is. So pretty. So. Yep. I that'll be another one that I'll have to. Actually, I think that would be good in my Sissy deck. Uh. See. So. I was I was kind of your opinion on Garth when mm. when it was first spoiled, uh, but after talking it over with my friends, you're essentially you're essentially uh, paying Wooberg five mana for each of these things. Let's say it gets removed once, mm. then you have only one copy. But if you're able to recur it, you're still paying five mana Wooberg for each of those things. Especially, yeah. and something that people will definitely be trying to get is that Black Lotus activation mm -hmm. because Black Lotus is a great card, but it's much worse than the actual Black Lotus because you're paying five mana 
to get three mana. I understand. It's like Wizards trying to get around the reserve list. And, you know, there there's other cards that you can, you know, do with or get with this other than Black Lotus, Ship and Dragon, Terror, Brain Geyser, mm-hmm. other cards you can get or other copies of the cards you can get. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you're having to pay Wuburg for all of it. Okay, so and then let, and then have them around, finish. then have let, him around for one cycle, be able to tap him, unless you give him haste. Okay, so because it, it costs Wuburg, if you have this as as your commander for kicks and giggles. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you just kind of play around with stuff? You have obviously say anger in the graveyard to give it haste. Then you have something like Puppet Strings or Puppeteer where you can tap or untap target creatures. Fate Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, Staff of Domination. I mean, you can get you can get a lot of that recursion and be able to utilize that tap ability over. Yeah, and I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad card. I'm not that's not what I'm saying because you like you said, there are different combinations that you can do to get it to tap on several different turns or several times on one turn. But it's still a lot. Yeah. You have to pay to get like, even if you're like, Oh, I got to draw cards. Let me cast my commander, this creature, give it haste somehow, or wait, hopefully wait until my next turn to tap it, to be able to cast brain geyser. Yeah. I mean, it's a very cool concept. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm excited to see what the EDH community does with it. Oh, and, and the, the EDH, modern. The EDH community does all sorts of stuff. They all do a lot. Of, they have a lot things. of jank, jank stuff. Maybe that should be one of our next episodes is discussing how we would build a deck around this card or different combinations we can do with this. Okay. Sounds Maybe. good to me. Um, yeah. But so, there you go. Yeah, Modern Horizons 2. Um, that set will come out June 18th. Yes. So in just about two weeks. Um, you know, if you are able to, because I know things are starting to open up, if your LGS is doing a pre-release event, go. Definitely go. Support the LGS. Um, I, I'm excited not excited for the prices of the product, but you know that's we'll save that for another sh- another show. <laughs> we'll talk um, about it some other. T- we won't worry about the pain now. Yeah, later. we're not, we're not oh, gonna open that can of worms. <laughs> yeah, June eighteenth, Modern Horizons two. Um, I, I mean, Wizards is just releasing so much product. I mean, we'll have to do another show for the Unforgotten Realms. Exactly, and that's another set that I'm excited to see. What Tiamat. Oh, Tiamat was spoiled as a card. So if you want that, that (laughs) let us know. Please, uh, make sure you leave a comment. I go through and read them. Uh, I try to respond to people. Sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, Like, leave a comment, subscribe. Uh, And if if, even if you don't like our comment, tell us how much you hate it in the comments. Or, you know, we'll just cast silence and then you won't be able to. Yeah. <laughs> or just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> just scroll. Just keep scrolling. 
Just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. What do we do? We scroll. Oh, 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 I love to scroll in window. Oh. Okay, I'm done. That was, sorry, the monster energy is starting to <laughs> Well, this has been fun. fun. A fun first episode for, you know, my my return back from my hiatus. So. Yes, I'm glad you're back. Now yeah. I don't have to stress about doing episodes alone because no. I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're good, so... <laughs> Awesome. I try to do something on my own. I'm like, oh god, I don't know anything. I don't know what to do. But we will definitely have to do another gameplay, another yeah, Commander no. Roulette. That was a lot of fun. Definitely, that was fun. So awesome. Well, I will hand it back to you. All right. Well, in that case, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, until next time. This is Nightlight tapping out. <laughs> <laughs>